What's going on, guys? We're back for another episode of In Plain Sight, and I'm your host. Actually, you already know who I am. I'm Tim. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. Oh, there you go. I'm Matt. Matt finally <laughs> said he's Matt, you know, instead of waiting three minutes before he says it. I think we're going to kick up, kick start this episode off with some really great and wonderful beer that everybody can afford, right? Uh, I mean, mine's sure, kind of man, expensive. What'd you buy? Okay, what'd you get, Andy? <laughs> so, uh, I got Chimay. Um, uh, she really good. Yeah, sh- 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 oh. Um, not spelled like it sounds. C H I M A Y. Uh, I think it's Belgium, maybe. Yeah, Belgium. So really good, sweet, nutty at the end. Um, little bitter. I I like it a lot. Uh, I I hesitated on the price just because I think it's forty bucks for a four pack. Uh, it's really good though how, how, how did you, you go can... how did we go from talking about you getting mad dog 2020 to getting, getting look that? look they were sold out of mad dog this is you know next to it and i was like this is close enough right so i picked it up so, so is it pretty heavy bodied actually yeah kind of it, yep. it, it reminds me a lot of a uh, like a chocolate stout or um was it dragon's milk it yeah. has it has the consistency of dragon's milk, yeah. um, but a much a much more of a richer flavor. Like I like this yeah, richer. A lot. You're right. It is a much richer <laughs> flavor dragon's milk. Dragon's milk is already expensive as it is, right? It's very delicious. Uh, yeah. so, oh yeah. So dragon's milk is a, a high gravity beer, mm-hmm. really high in alcohol content. What about Shebangs there? Shebang, uh, Shememe is. Eight percent. So yeah, Close. I think Dragon's Milk is nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dragon's Milk is up there. I, it head. might, it might end up being a malt liquor at the end of the day. But yeah, I think she bangs really just ripped good. you off today. Uh, the flavor is worth it. I'd probably buy this again. Okay, well, you, you know, really I, good. Maybe if I can find some around my area, you I can find it. Try. You just have to stop shopping at Walmart. That's what I've been bringing <laughs> to the table. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Matt? What'd you bring today? I think I brought something very similar to what uh, Andy brought. <laughs> she bangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brought, Delirium. Oh, have you had this? Oh, yeah. yes. Nice. This will be my first time trying it. I bought a whole bunch of beer the other day, <laughs> and uh, this is a. It's called Delirium, not Nocturnum, strong dark beer, and it is eight percent or eight point five percent, and it is also a belgian uh dark ale so so why do you spend the next 10 minutes opening that um <laughs> what, what time what time is it over there right now it is 8 a.m it's 8 a.m it's 8 p.m I, I think you uh i think you might have a drinking problem i'm just uh-huh. throwing it out there <laughs> i wonder why it's because well, the people i hang around with <laughs> you know 8 a.m and drinking delirium at eight percent alcohol by volume now if i was waking up at 8 a.m to do a podcast i think i would choose something more around two or three percent right maybe like a blonde ale or something so i yeah. think you have a problem matt <laughs> so how, does delirium, how does delirium taste to you it tastes lighter than i expected oh i was expecting him to say it tastes like a beer go ahead oh yeah that's i've heard some complaints about how i describe my beer so i'm trying to do better <laughs> okay. It has a bit of a, it tastes a bit fruitier. 
And um, I was actually looking to get more of a like a stout beer. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But tastes like a fruity light beer. So, so what, do, what do you mean by fruity, Matt? Because like you, it could be hints of berries or it could be gay. Uh, what do you mean by fruity? Gay. He means gay. <laughs> He's like, there's so many words in the English language. I can't right? find one right now. <laughs> Why do you think I only teach basic level English? <laughs> so, so that episode should have been English as a second language, sort of, right? Sort of. Sorta. So, so what else about delirium can you tell us about here, man? Because where is it from? Uh, give me a second. <laughs> Not sure. So, uh, you know, I had delirium for the first time at a place called oh, the Vortex. Oh, it's from Belgium. Nice. You remember the Vortex, Andy? Did we ever go? Yep. yep. Okay. We went to Vortex. It, we went to the good one, right? With the big skull outside? Yeah. 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 There's another yeah. one? It, yeah, there's, there's a gay one downtown. Oh, literally. We may have went to that one too. Oh, I don't gay know. Guys. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know, man. We, we went to the the prickly pear. It was pretty gay. Dude, that place too. is awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Matt. Uh, by the way, I just want our listeners to. They probably noticed. They're not dumb. He's not telling us what it tastes like. He's looking it up to see what. Yep. It tastes. He's like, what, what do other people say? <laughs> hmm, it has a multi aroma with rosa caramel, mocha, chocolate licorice, and coriander. That's the best <laughs> review Matt's ever given. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Hmm. What do you have that you just slammed there? Ten. Oh, so you know, I am the most interesting man in this camper right now that i'm sitting in so that's why are you sure did you check behind the in the bathroom somebody might be in there that's why i'm drinking dos equis <laughs> dos equis is not uno equis is, is that the right spelling of dos is that two yeah that's two uh, and my, ignorant two X's. <laughs> my ignorant the, ass can't tell the, oh, dos equis means, means two x's two yeah. x's holy yeah. shit so, um, oh <laughs> so wow <laughs> So some of you guys probably know that Dos Equis is drank by the most interesting people in this world. It's um, it's an interesting beer because it's like the Mexican Bud Light, right? It's it's not too great, but it's good enough to drink for a long time. And I don't know if you knew about this, Andy and Matt, but there was once upon a time where I slammed like 50 beers over one night and they were all Bud Lights. They didn't even get wasted because they were Bud Lights. I mean, were you working outside? You probably have to stay hydrated somehow. Uh, I was outside, <laughs> right? Um, I was drinking them with teeth, my father-in-law. Ah, so yeah, so now this is blowing my mind because you know, Dos Equis means two X's. Now look, this little tab's got two X's on it. You see so that? have oh. you have, have you had it with lime though? Yeah, I've had. Taste, uh, I love it with lime. So I think the reason why I love Dos Equis so much is that you, if you go inside a restaurant that keeps their beers at the right temperature, like really, really cold right before mm-hmm. freezing and um, at the right amount of carbonation. And you ask them for a Dos Equis with lime, man, it's fantastic. It's uh, I, I think it's the classic taste of beer that us in America, in the United States know as beer uh, yep. between this and a Bud Light and Michelob and all of that, that, that taste of, 
watery I guess, goodness. Yeah, watery goodness. <laughs> Carbonate and watery goodness, right? Uh, that so makes hydrated. it really, really cool. Uh, and, you know, it's made of spring water. Um, and I know we can go into the store and pay like a dollar per gallon for spring water. But, you know, I've done my tours of drinking spring waters from different springs. And I, I kind of find it special that, I don't know what's going on with my mic, that, that you use spring water. Because that spring water itself just tastes amazing. Well, it depends on where you get it at because some of it tastes like ass. But, you know, 2X is it's one of my favorite beers. And it's not a troll, it's not a troll pick this week, man. It's not, it's not playing Soraka Jungle, right? This is, uh, this is actual good beer. Jesus Christ, Andy, what are you doing? Giving that thing head? <laughs> I was, oh, was wondering too. I was like, it's, 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 giving me, it's giving me a lot of head right now. Make it easy. <laughs> I was wondering what's happening. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We're good. Man. Someone's having a fun night. Oh. I think just bust it, yeah. man. Look, when you when you spend forty dollars for something, you get your money's worth, right? Either it's going to serve you, or you're going to serve it. Um, okay, so all right, so I'm going to do something a little different in this episode. Um, you know, I travel a lot, like a lot, a lot, and I just got back from Florida on this i guess depending on which region you're from uh scalloping or scalloping trip where we went out into the gulf um and went snorkeling for scallops i'm gonna call them scallops we call them scallops down there in crystal river florist where we went and um you know crystal river is kind of one of those unique places in florida that is a heavy tourist trap where if it's not tourist season, there ain't shit there to do, right? Um, but in the winter time, the manatees will come in from the Gulf, and they will come into these very clear water springs where the water is like completely clear, 20, 30, 40 feet down. And uh, they'll sit in there, and they'll warm up. Now, I've only been to the manatees uh, event kind of late season, so they start going back to the Gulf. And I've only seen a couple of the manatees kind of holding in between the Gulf and the spring, but I can't imagine what those springs look like when all those hundreds and thousands of manatees come in there and they're shitting and farting in the water that mm. I don't imagine it stays very clear. Right. Thanks for ruining the image. Yeah. Hey, you're yes. welcome. it's <laughs> Sounds like a good swim. It's a beautiful <laughs> event. Well, you know, I think pirates way back in the day and sailors mistook manatees for um, mermaids. Right. Because mm. uh, you, you know how hot manatees are compared to area oh yeah from hey, it, just, it gets me riled up mm-hmm. yeah well it, you know it's summer now and it's kind of going to the fall season and between july and september that area opens up for scalloping season where you can either kayak or boat out to the scallop beds and snorkel down to get yourself some scallops uh, matt did you ever join the discord or were you just ignoring us he has not joined the discord well it's okay by the way don't worry about it. How, how do I do that? So you, you open up your Discord no, you, you, and no, go to on. the in-plane site server that uh, we started uh, several weeks ago. Well, you know, I, I was, I figured if he had enough intelligence to search for his beer's profile, that <laughs> he'd be able to go search how to get onto Discord. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Mute yourself. Okay. Is he on now? Mute yourself. 
Do you uh there you do go? You, do you see the screen there, Matt? Does your wife see the screen there? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll get to scalloping later, but we um so originally I was planning this family trip where it was going to be the first annual dang family reunion where my sister my brother and my parents would come together and we'd have this awesome week-long vacation my brother didn't make it my parents didn't make it so it was just my sister her husband and my family and you know we we made it to crystal river uh from atlanta on i think a thursday or something like that and before we went scalloping we actually took my sister and my brother-in-law out to uh out to three sisters uh, springs which is located in crystal river uh, there's this, this this is while there's a raging hurricane on its way over to you right that's okay. right i just that's ma- right. make sure the pictures you know painted yeah here. uh that was hurricane ida yep mm-hmm. yeah uh so so, you know, there's this really awesome dive shop called Crystal River Dive Center uh, that has a launch that you can take your own kayaks or you can rent their kayaks by dive and snorkel gear. And in about 10 or 15 minutes, you get to Three Sisters Springs. And mm-hmm. during the manatee season, you can't actually kayak into the spring. You can park outside of the spring and then you can snorkel in. Or during this season, you can actually kayak into a spring and jump in and snorkel. Now, when you snorkel in, the water is like clear and blue, right? So when you're in the water, you're seeing things like um, uh, striped bass, largemouth bass. and um, Oh, that's nice. Uh, I can't remember what the other fish are called. But, you know, it's pretty cool because when you're in that area, you can actually launch out into the more open area towards uh, this place called Banana Island, where it's a national wildlife refuge. And Mm -hmm. during the transitional season, you can actually take your kayaks out there and the mother manatees will be out there with their calves swimming. And we were, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, the problem is, is that it's so developed out there that a lot of people have their boats out there Mm -hmm. and they'll end up hitting the manatees and are damaged to manatees and all these kind of uh, crazy and sad things to them. But, you know, I know that the people in Crystal River, the residents themselves, they do a really good job about trying to protect the manatees as much as possible. But usually the tourists who come there and usually it's them who are breaking the rules, right. And hurting the manatees. But, you know, we, uh, we travel by RV. So we carry these inflatable kayaks with us. Um, we usually uh, have these Intex Explorer K2 kayaks. That's a tandem kayak that we practically take everywhere for dives and snorkels and uh, just basic kayaking um, trips. And they're pretty fantastic. We had them for five years. And unlike regular kayaks, you can actually jump off the boat and you can get back onto the boat without it flipping. So it's a, yeah, it's a pretty fantastic vessel pre COVID, you know, these things were like, I think I got my kayaks for $75 a piece. And the K2 is the one that you can, uh, you can attach gear to the back, right? It's got the mesh. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, during COVID they went up to like 300 bucks, um, Mm. on Mm. eBay and secondhand sell site because you couldn't get them from retail store. And now in that transitional phase that we're in COVID, like 150 bucks, but they're still really worth it. Um, especially if you have like a sedan or you have limited space, it's pretty cool. You know, we also, you know, we also picked up this other kayak. Um, I think it was made by best way or something like that. I, one of my other kayaks, it's sorry, six years old. So it had a tear in the seam. So we had to replace it. Couldn't find another 
Explorer. So we went and bought this other brand from Academy and Cynthia and Aiden, they just spun the entire time. Um, you know, it, it was just kind of like a regular <laughs> kayak when you don't have that stabilizing fin underneath. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it makes it, it super just, hard. Yeah. It makes it really hard. So, yeah. So we, we did that, uh, on the first day that we got there, we actually got there and we hit, we hit the road. So, you know, we hit the ground running because they only allow us to launch the kayaks up to a certain time. So we went and launched the kayak. We came back in and we did it right on time because, you know, the storm was coming in and we're getting some bands of the storm and it starts to storm. But uh, we ended up going to this place called Crab Plant for dinner. And if you guys like blue crabs, there's no better place in the Southeast for blue crabs than crab plants. You know, you can go to Savannah, you can go to Pensacola and all these other places like Louisiana, and you never really get fresh blue crabs. But for some reason, crab plant in BF Crystal River, Florida has <laughs> the best crabs that you can buy. And it's fresh. It's fresh cooked on the really? spot. Uh, and you, you buy them about a dozen. Uh, now, more, like, what's the experience like? So, like, you got, you got the brown paper on the table with a hammer and you're just like, you go at it? Yep. That's what you do. Nice. So, I you know, you, you can make a mess and they bring you pictures of beer and you're getting drunk and just <laughs> eating crabs, man. Do they give you a bib so you can pretend like you have some civility? Uh, <laughs> no, because, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because Every time I've been to Crab Plant, it seems like my table is the only one that's picking out on beer and blue crabs, and everybody's looking on in amazement, right? Because most <laughs> people aren't from that area because Crab Plant is kind of a touristy spot. Mm-hmm. So during the tourist season, most people are coming from different states who don't have access to blue crabs. So we're sitting oh. here. I mean, dude, wait, our faces are covered in <laughs> shell and, and whatever. <laughs> That's else. the only way to eat it. Yeah. I don't understand what the problem is. I know. <laughs> but but yeah, they're fantastic, man. If you guys ever get down to Crystal River, Matt, especially you, you guys <laughs> definitely need to try crab plant. So uh, so yeah, we so after that we got back to our place. Uh, we stayed at this place called uh, Rock Crusher Canyon, and. You know, you don't expect a place in Florida to be, to be called Canyon, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess they had a rock quarry there, and they dug a hole out. But it's this huge RV park. that There are a lot of permanent residents and snowbirds who reside there. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy, because mm-hmm. it's the first RV park I've ever been to that they didn't have, like, campfires. Uh, there weren't kids running around. Uh, it just didn't really feel like a, a, a campsite. You know, I know we're glamping. But still, you know, <laughs> nobody was out like having a good time. So the next morning, we had rented a boat, a pontoon from this place called um, uh, Crystal no, no, it's River Safaris out in Homosassa, Florida, which is right next to Crystal River. And we get there and they put us on this really cool pontoon boat. I think it held up to 16 people. But, you know, you only I was trying to save like 50 bucks. So instead of going with the bigger right. motor, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up with this 50 horsepower motor. Have you guys know oh. anything about boats and pontoons, a 50 horsepower motor? Yeah, might as well have a trolley in back there. Right, right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like a lake boat, right? But, but we're going to the ocean yep. with, uh, with a pontoon, six people on it, and basically a fucking gas trolling motor. 20 minutes later, why are we still next to the shore? <laughs> so so the, the, the scallop beds are uh the scallop beds are about 12 miles offshore. Um oh. and you know, for the most part, traveling across the creeks of uh of of Crystal River and Homosassa River, whatever it was, uh, you're going pretty slow. 
it's you know so, no- so when, when you rent a boat out there do you do you have to like get a florida boating license or do they just accept your driver's license and reciprocate uh, georgia no so uh so georgia requires a boater safety course right. if you're under a certain age um past that age everybody's grandfathered in so uh-huh. you know we we could be half blind no <laughs> limbs and be driving a boat oh Nice. Uh, okay, that explains about that explains a lot of the boaters I've seen out there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> you know, Phoenix has my daughter has a, a safety uh, course license. You know, to be a captain, there are more steps to it. But anyways, so we we get on this boat, we pack all of our shit, we we bring coolers and food and all that good stuff, and you know, I'm traveling through this creek. And by the way, so you know, they tell us, hey, go to the end of the creek, and you're going to turn left at Monkey Island. Monkey Island is a little island. It's about, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred square feet long, uh, square feet wide. Mm-hmm. It's an actual island that has spider monkeys on it. And oh. spider monkeys are afraid of water. So <laughs> they don't escape the island. They're stuck on that island. How do they get there? So people put them there. <laughs> this will be fine watch this guys so so, you know they they build these little enclosures and habitat for them and the spider monkeys just hang out there the only time they come in is when um when a hurricane is actually predicted to hit crystal river or homosassa and they'll put them into a sanctuary and then they'll put their asses back out there after that's hilarious (laughs) so so, back up a little bit you said you went down a creek and they told you to turn a left at the island am i mistaken like isn't a creek kind of like just a small river why is there an island in like in the middle of this small river so there are a lot of islands i I guess they were built like they were just happenstance sandbars uh, okay. And in this this area where you're traveling through Homosassa River, there are these random islands all over the place um, that and they just happen to turn one into a fucking monkey island, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, let's wait a minute. And the monkeys are like a sideshow, right? So it, there's there are bars on every corner so that they're sitting there, their chairs turned to monkey island so people can get drunk and look at these monkeys. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but they, they take care of their monkeys. So, uh, so, so you know, the, the trip out to the area takes about an hour and a half, all right? Mm-hmm. We get passed through the no-wake zones, and, you know, you guys who have never been in the lake or, or the ocean, no-wake zones, basically residential development where they don't want you to make waves and destroyed our dock and property and boats and all that. So we get past the no wake zone. And I'm starting to see other boats that are headed out to, um, to uh, the scalloping beds. I'm like, yeah, I can finally watt this thing. Watts, you know, wide open throttle, right? So I watt this thing. The son of a bitch went 14 and a half miles, man. <laughs> we're the slowest goddamn boat in that water. And everybody is passing us, like but, everyone. But you <laughs> saved the 50 bucks. Yeah. No, you know what? Never again. Next time, I'll be getting the larger boat. So, so we finally make it out to the scalloping beds. Now, the scalloping beds is, you can still see land, but you're, you're, we were 12 miles away from our, our boat landing. Um, but it's kind of out in the open goal, right? It's kind of cool because so, you know, they're channel markers. Basically, your boat needs to stay between the posts that are left and right. And the water in the middle of the channel is relatively deep. But once you get out of that channel marker, even in the open golf, the the depth is anywhere between five and 10 feet. And, you know, if you guys look at the picture over there on Discord, 
So this is kind of the grounds of the scallop bed, right? It has this lush green grass that you can really clearly see when you're out there and you're you're snorkeling because that water in the Gulf, man, it's just crystal clear, right? Even if you're kicking up dirt, just give it a couple seconds and it settles and you can see that thing clear as day. And then at first, you know, we were, we were I think we were swimming around for about 10 or 15 minutes. We didn't find shit because mm. you know, we'd, we'd never scallop before. And we did, we were like, you know what? We're not going to go on a charter trip. And we're not going to hire a captain, a qualified captain, at least, because, you know, I'm not a qualified captain, especially not for scalping. So we're kind of roaming around the water. We're like, all right, we don't see anything here. Let's pick up anchor. Let's go. So we pick up anchor and we kind of troll around the scallop beds for, I don't know, maybe three or four times. And then I was kind of giving up hope. I jumped down one more time. And then all of a sudden I see one of these little guys sitting at the bottom of the scallop beds. And then as soon as you see them and you know what you're looking for, you can start to see them. But we were sent to the scallop beds that the tourists had already been through it over the month uh, of July. Yeah. So oh, no. their numbers were a lot smaller. You know, the, our deckhand who had prepared our boat for us sent us to a different area. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of stick with the original plan here and go where all the tourists were. Because if something happened, I'm not too familiar with these waters that mm -hmm. I could find help. But uh, we had a good time, man. We even got to the point where, so our kids end up staying in the boat and they end up bringing in the scallops. They kind of uh, switched out the water to keep it fresh and keep the scallops alive. At one point, the four adults were off scalloping and Cynthia hands me some scallops. She's like, hey, go take these back to the boat. I'm like, all right. So I'm here kicking my fins, going back to the boat <laughs> with my face in the water. I pick it up. I'm like, why haven't I moved? So I kick some more. I'm getting tired. Pick my face up. I'm like, why did I move backwards? So I kick some oh. more. I was like, fuck, the boat is drifting, man. I got two anchors <laughs> in the water. Oh, the no. And neither one of the kids are paying attention. You know, <laughs> Phoenix knows how to drive the boat, right? But they weren't paying attention. And I couldn't yell to them because the wind was going the opposite direction. <laughs> and they had made it so far. That when I was trying to yell out to them, they couldn't hear me. So I had to kick my fins really hard. And I finally made it back onto the boat. But so, so we spent, you know, we spent like five hours out in the water, uh, scalloping and, you know, to so, our west. So scalloping, scalloping then is just like you pop on some snorkels and then you just dive down to what shallow water and you look for these little, what air filter looking things with shells. Yeah, so so it's kind of cool, right? Um, because number one, despite how long I was out there, oh. I couldn't remember which way to breathe before I went down. That makes because, sense. Because you know, going trying to go down ten feet in salt water with mm -hmm. a uh, with lungs full of air is impossible. Number one, oh, um, you're just float right back up, right? And uh, same thing around six seven feet of water. It's actually kind of diff difficult to get to them. Number two, they're not like clams or oysters. If you guys ever went after clams and oysters, you know, you just pick them up. Scallops, those are fucking biting your ass, man. Oh, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so you see those blue things on the shell right here? Yeah. Those are their eyes. Okay. So they can actually oh. see you. And, you know, if you go to try to grab them and you miss, they'll actually swim away too. Oh, so wow. it's kind of cool to see how these things actually move. 
but you know, we were having a great time out there. So uh, it, it's, it's one of the coolest experience we ever had because, you know, I, I'm a hunter, but I'd never hunt in the water before. I've never done spear fishing. I've never done that type of, of, uh, I guess, gathering before. And then going down to that water and seeing, oh, dude, seeing the fish that, that are down there was just fantastic, man. You guys know what a remora is? No. So a remora is, it looks like a little shark, but they usually attach themselves to sharks and rays and they eat like the crumbs off the sharks and the rays. Um, here, let me pull it up real quick. So what? Uh, sure. What's up? I need to get something. Okay. So you guys see that right there? <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys oh, ever I seen know one? this. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so Cynthia, yeah, there you go. Cynthia had one of these stuck to her, uh, oh, no. which is really cool. You know, so so when you're down there, you're not just catching scallops. You're actually seeing the wildlife that's out there. I mean, you get to see snappers. You get to see uh, remores. And there was a boat that was, I think, about one or two cities away from us. And they were out there scalloping, too. And they end up seeing a lemon shark <laughs> with uh, a rope tied around its body. So they actually end up pulling in the shark shark was about seven eight feet they removed the line and let the shark go so you know man it, it's just it's just a fantastic fantastic experience and so so the scallops in in pensacola not pensacola in the gulf are bay scallops so if you go to your grocery store you know you see these large scallops you yeah. know when you go to japanese stores those are sea scallops the bay scallops are tiny they're about dime size penny size right mm -hmm. and um in Florida, they don't allow you to commercially harvest them. So these oh. are for uh, private individuals only. So their population is in abundance. And every year they come back and they restore the population when, you know, they. So how many of these would you have to catch for like a decent meal? So, okay. Uh, we caught a gallon, which is, is that really a lot? pathetic. Oh, okay. Um, a, a gallon is pathetic because uh, here, let me see if I can uh, show you my gallon of scallops. So uh, each boat, I think is allowed to catch 10 gallons. Okay. Uh, and the deckhand originally gave me five gallons. It's like, why don't you go ahead and give me the limit of, of buckets? I'll oh, laugh yeah. when we mm -hmm. got back. Mm -hmm. That sounds like oh, <laughs> right. It sounds like me. It is me, right? Um, I don't, I don't know where. It may have been too small for the uh, camera yeah. to pick up. Right, right, right. So, uh, so a gallon is about a fourth of a quart-sized sandwich bag, <laughs> or you know, a gallon of milk. Uh, so, okay. All right. Actually, um, good reference. No. So, so a gallon of scallops includes the shells, right? So okay. after you shuck them, I think we ended up with about 10 scallops apiece for six people. Wow. Um, and, you know, they're the tiny scallops, but they taste so much better than the ones you get in the store. But uh, we ended up doing a surf and turf. So we went out and picked up some steaks and had nice. them with the scallops. Nice. But uh, so, you know, we, we were scalloping. We were about five hours into it. And to the west of us, there was this storm. It was moving really, really slowly, right? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided, you know, we're going to go ahead and scallop as much as we can before we got to go back in because that storm seems to be pretty far off. Next thing you know, there's a storm coming from the other side, from the southeast side. Mm-hmm. That's now coming towards us with that west side storm. So we're getting sandwiched in. Oh, yeah. Nice. Perfect storm. Oh, Love no. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, we looked around. We're like, where are the other boats at? They, they were gone, man. <laughs> the captains were gone. They were smart. <laughs> so the wind starts picking up. Our bimini top is like blowing all over the place. And then the white caps start like going, right? Oh, great. And uh, and what I do, I wide open throttle it. So here's here's my load. <laughs> Go ahead, full throttle, guys. Hold on. It was worse. The wind was, <laughs> we had a headwind, okay? And the swells were getting about three or four feet. So the waves were about three or four feet. So now it's going in the opposite direction of where we were. We were 12 miles off, uh, off of our landing. Our 14 and a half mile per hour boat went down to nine mile, nine miles per hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at this point, the rain was hitting us from every single side. And our visibility was maybe about five to 10 feet ahead of us. I, I decided to turn on my Garmin watch that day. I, I don't know why. You know, I usually don't. And I was able to turn back into my my uh, GPS tracker and follow that line blindly <laughs> back into the landing. So, uh-huh. you know, my sister, my brother-in-law, dude, we all thought we were going to die that day. <laughs> if it wasn't a pontoon, you know how the pontoon has like the open decking? My, yeah, that yeah. boat would have been flooded, man. It, it was. It would have been uh, done for. So wait, wait. Is this is this that eighteen mile snorkel you have on your <laughs> 20, feet? 20, Twenty two mile snorkel. <laughs> Twenty two mile snorkel. Twenty two mile snorkel. Yeah. Love so it. you know, dude. Number one, the rain hurts. If y'all never been boating or motorcycling in the rain, it hurts. And uh, between the rain getting in and uh, and the waves like going over the boat and the water getting into the boat, uh, I showed this who. Uh, Danny earlier, Matt, but that's what my hair ended up looking like when we got oh. out of the storm. <laughs> and that was us post surviving the storm. You know, Aiden had managed to stay dry the entire trip until that storm came in and he was soaking wet by the time that thing got oh, done. Man. I, I do like how you have good garment placement right there, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty good stuff, man. That, that I mean, gar- I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to point anything out or anything, but you know, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny because I we use our watches for running, and I didn't realize how valuable that Garmin was for other events until <laughs> that day because I didn't expect to be caught in a storm, even though Ida was coming. Um, I thought that number one, our boat wasn't going to turtle at fourteen and a half to nine miles per hour. So, uh, I know that when we were turtling in, there was this boat that was, I don't know, 10 miles away from us. Right. We turn around and we're turtling maybe about five minutes later, that boat passed us. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Not making me feel worse. Yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was, that was an exciting trip though, man. So we made it back into the landing really safely and, uh, it, it, it turned out to be a great trip overall. We, uh, we went back, we had our scallops. Uh, there were, there was a couple that was set up at the boat landing that, um, shuck scallops for $5 a gallon. 
And that day only cost me five dollars. And shocking, because hey, only had just <laughs> saving more money. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they were excellent, man. We ended up um, frying, pan frying them up in a cast iron uh, with some butter and some soy, and they they turned fantastic with the steak, man. Mm. And um, yeah, but look, Crystal River's a fantastic spot. It's it's inexpensive to really stay at because it's one of small town Florida cities. But mm-hmm. if you get into Crystal River, I mean, there's so many things that you can do out there if you enjoy nature because Crystal River Springs, Three Sister Springs is the only place that you got to go to. There's a state park there called uh, Homosassa Springs State Park, and they keep a lot of manatees who are in rehab in that park. So if mm-hmm. you don't get to see manatees out in the wild, you can actually see manatees there. And I don't know, don't know if you guys know this, but you guys seen manatees before, right? They're huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're large. You know that they don't have any fat at all. They're not fat. There's no fat in it. You know that? Yeah. So no. is it just muscle? What is yeah, that? It's, it's just muscle. And they just, oh. they just eat a lot of plant and, you know, that I guess controls their buoyancy and a couple of other things, but homeless Springs also has a zoo that you can walk through. So, you know, you spend a couple of bucks, go to that national, uh, what is it? The state park and have a really good time there. And then there so are other- if, if, I, if I was going to go down there and I was like, you know what, I want to take this trip out. I want to go see some manatees. Like what's the process of like finding a charter boat or finding a boat that I can pilot myself and getting out there. Like, is it just as simple as just doing a search and heading out there and just pick one up and picking a time slot to get out? Yeah. So, you know, if you didn't want to pilot a boat, right. So, so if you're more comfortable with a canoe or a kayak, mm. you go to crystal river dive center, there's really no better place in Homosass or crystal river to do that because they're the only ones that have the landing and yeah. they're the closest to three sister Springs where most of the manatees go into. Okay. Okay. They're also really good guys over there. Uh, a rental is about thirty-five bucks for a single, forty-five bucks for a tandem, and you get that for the whole day. Oh, uh, wow. it's really hard to beat. There's all. I think they also have the see-through kayaks. You know where it's clear at the bottom, so you can see the manatees as you're kayaking through. They also rent snorkel gear, so if you want to go snorkel with the manatees, you can. And you know you don't have to be a great swimmer to snorkel, right? Because if you're wearing like a wetsuit. During the colder months when the manatees are there, wetsuits are buoyant and they act like life jackets and they keep you warm. So you can really experience Crystal River, even in, whether it's manatees or scalloping, whether you're a good swimmer or not. Um, and, and that's one of the great things about that area. Now, as far as boats are concerned, you know, we went to River Safaris to rent our pontoon boat. Uh, they have stronger pontoon boats with larger motors and they have deck boats and they have uh, skiffs as well. So if you want to go fishing, we want to go a little faster, you could. And um, I think our boat only turned out to be 350 bucks. And we split that between two families and that includes the fuel. So that was, uh, you know, for, I don't know if you guys ever own a boat before, but boat is an acronym for break out another thousand, right? Cause we're spending <laughs> more money on maintaining our boats. So if you don't have a place to store a boat or if you don't want to own your own boat, man, renting a boat once, twice or three times a year is a fantastic deal um, because you can do it three times out of a year for under a thousand bucks and uh, you know, river safaris, their deck hands and their, their team, there's just pretty fantastic. And they have a restaurant there too. So if you want to eat before or after you could do that too. So the people oh, shucking yes. on the dock are, were they part of river safari or is that just like some private people? Uh, just some private people that river safari let them set up. So wow. you can go to different boat landings and they're, tents everywhere set up for it now what's really cool about the areas is that you know when we were going out you uh you would have these little merchants on boats 
right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, the three of us, we're from Savannah. I don't know how much time you guys spent fishing, but if I wanted bait, I had to go to the marina to get bait. Uh, right out in the middle of the Gulf, there's a boat with bait and ice cream. Okay. And then, and then, uh, there was, uh, there was another boat that sold snacks and lunch. And I can't remember. It was something these nuts. It was these nuts. <laughs> Simply these nuts. Oh, 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 it was Chuck these nuts. These nice. Nuts. I love it. Chuck <laughs> these nuts. Uh, and he sold <laughs> snacks and stuff like that off his merchant boat. So it was, it's a really cool setting down in home Sassa. They're really set up for tourists to go down there. That's where their income is coming from. Right. Okay. Yep. So, you know, um, that's, that's awesome. So, all right. If for it, it, okay, if I go out there, I've never been skeleton before. So this is all super interesting to me. I get a boat, I get out there. They tell me where to go. Like they'll point it somewhere on the map and say, Hey, go in that direction, this degree. And then once you get there, drop anchor and just start swimming around and yeah, just so, look for these beds. So, yeah, you know, if you've never been out there and you don't want to hire a captain, you can actually yeah. hire a boat captain for 65 bucks with your boat. Awesome. Okay? Bad. Yeah. So, oh. you know, if you're not comfortable driving a boat, piloting a boat, hire the captain. The captain can't get off the boat. He can't show you how to do it. He's got to stay in the boat. Okay. Oh. So he's not going to guide you either. He's going to take you out to the scallop beds and then you'll jump off the boat. Now, out in Homosassa, even from the, the boat rental place, there are um, there, there are channel markers. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are red and green ones uh, representing the areas that you guys stay in the center. So mm-hmm. they give you a map. They tell you which channel markers to go out to. As long as you're following those channels, you can get out to the areas that you need to be. And then once you get to like uh, marker seven or marker 12 or whatever it is that you want to go to, you veer off. And then all of a sudden you'll notice that you can start seeing the ground. And then that's when all over that place, it's, the scallop beds are huge. So uh, now if you want to charge yeah. them, what's that, man? Did you have to swim deep in order to get to the scallops? Five to 10 feet, man. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. And, and you have to watch your breathing when you go down actually i am curious how you swam considering that the last time I, we talked uh you know three days ago you couldn't swim yeah so uh if you throw me in fresh water i can't swim uh throw me in salt water oh. i do just fine especially okay. you gotta remember i'm a really good i think we told you this before uh i'm really great at diving I dive better than my wife does, and she's a great swimmer. I think um, you've always misheard that for lying, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so I'm actually a really good diver. Um, and as long as I'm in salt water with some fins, I'm perfectly fine. Um, but so also kind of to go back to your other question is, is that when we went and saw the manatees earlier last year, we paid for a charter, a share charter where we jump on with other people. Now, you know, if you've never been in that water before, if you've never piloted a boat before, I don't recommend renting a boat during the manatee season because there's a very good chance you're going to hit a manatee. Okay. You don't want to do that. The captains are really good about not hitting the manatees and putting you on top of manatees. So we paid, I think, for the four of us about 125 bucks uh, for snorkel gear, wetsuits, and a charter to go out and do the man really good that's yeah. really cheap that's crazy yeah. so you know we we went both ways we brought our kayaks we did that once and then we also got the charter now if you want a charter for scallops that's going to cost you an arm and a leg you're looking about anywhere between four thousand over a thousand bucks for family of four mm-hmm. okay. okay so it depends on how long you want to go out but um yeah i mean if you if you 
are comfortable with piloting a boat and you end up going out there and taking and renting a VRBO because those are relatively inexpensive out down that way. We're getting a cabin over at Rock Crusher or another campsite or a hotel. Uh, I think you can do a whole weekend or a long weekend over there for under a thousand bucks for family of four, man. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in this it, with the boating though. So if um, let's pretend I've never, you know, drove a boat before I never piloted one. I never went out in the ocean. Is this a good, like, given that it's the Gulf, is this a good, like beginner experience? Like, you know, try it out here. Don't do it during hurricane season and give it a shot. <laughs> so, uh, yes and no. Um, the channels are relatively small. Uh, I think it would be better if you went out to someplace like Savannah or someplace that didn't have really shallow areas off the channels mm -hmm. to get into your first time boating. You know, especially if you're, you're a fisherman. Uh, and you wanted to take a boat out for the first time and you weren't aware of the scallop beds and the rocks and the hazards that are in Homosassa River, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. I mean, a lot of trouble, right? <clears throat> so, you know, here is that once you pass the scallop beds and you're actually into the open gulf, you're free to go. But if you never pilot a boat before and you're renting a boat that doesn't have GPS and you have no GPS device on you, pretty good chance you're going to be shit out of luck right <laughs> so so these boats didn't come with like a, a depth meter or a um gps device in it uh, my boat's gas tank showed empty the entire time so <laughs> you, know, my you dad, saved a lot of money yeah, my, my, my <laughs> assured Worth me that it was full of gas but uh no it, it it did fine there was one moment when the motor started bogging down uh but it recovered from that we we made it back safe man it was okay it's a fantastic time <laughs> Awesome. Thanks to Garmin. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> all right. Um, Andy, you're up next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So actually this is a, this is a cool segue. Like uh, you talked about how uh, Garmin basically saved you and your family. You, you got to get back, you were able to navigate it, but we don't, we always talk about how great technology is. We never talk about the, um, the disadvantages, the, the, the lingering side effects of using technology. And I, I think I want to take a small, small dive into uh digital privacy i think it'd be interesting to talk about like how we use this technology and how it can affect you on everyday on an everyday basis more and more we hear about um the utilities that we use online and how like people get hacked and you get these notices like hey change your password and by the way here you go here's one free year of we'll make sure that you know your uh you, you'll you'll know if your social security number gets used on some credit reporting agency but is that sufficient is that is that really enough for you to feel protected is your credit really the only thing about you in your life that you think that you know should be protected i don't think so and i think the more you think about it the more it's like well you know i deserve more protection and if that means more you know anonymous viewing and less uh, less other people actually looking at my data and collecting that data. Uh, I, I think that, I think that's a, that's a good change. And I, uh, I, I wanted to, I want to take a deep dive in that. I, I think that's a good topic. And um, I think it's something that's not necessarily in plain sight, but should be. So, okay. so is that going to be, is that low key for how to clear your browser history before? <laughs> browse incognito. Yeah. I wish, I wish. <laughs> 
but I, I think it's it's more about like how often you should carry your phone with you when you go to the grocery store. How how often you should you should do that Google search when you have that nagging question. How often you should say, "Yeah, I am 32 years old. Uh, I got married two years ago." Because when you have places like Target, who knows they have an algorithm and they can say, right. "Hey, if you're 32, you got married two years ago. There's an 80% chance that you're going to try to get pregnant," and they start sending you pregnancy ads. Right. That's your privacy that literally just got violated and we're okay with it. You know, it's crazy because I'm, I've looked at this hackathon, which is a, a coding programming contest where you could win prizes, right? It's for tractor supply company. And one of the hackathon areas is to for tractor supply company. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they, they want to use, um, they want to use video feeds to determine how long people are lingering into aisles so that they can uh, optimize their aisles, right? Yeah. So a lot of crazy things, man. I think that's a great topic, especially if we start talking about browser histories and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use yours as an example. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be deleted by next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, okay. Until next week. Actually, it's going to be this week, right? Because we ran a little late for episode yeah, it's seven. it's going to be like four days. All right. It's going to be in yep. four days. Well, you know what? If you guys ever get a chance to make it out to Crystal River, Florida, it's definitely a go-to destination. Uh, there are manatees out there. There's scalloping. There's great fishing and hiking and swimming out there that you can just spend a whole lot of time out there with spend, without spending a whole lot of money, right? So, you know, if you're a family of four or more or less, or if you're all by yourself and lonely like Matt been for many years, then Crystal <laughs> River is a great spot to go to. Uh, until Friday? Friday. All right. Friday. Signing off. See you later, guys. Seven. All right. Cheers.